All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. You're listening to Real Life, a podcast from the Nation Network. I got 50. I got 50 for days. Brought to you by Finning Canada. The parts you need when you want them. You never had a super beer? Yeah, I directed it to me. Oh, last time. So is that just when you straight up pour vodka in a beer? Yeah, you put a shot of vodka in your beer. I've had shower beer. That acts as a super beer before. When you drink oh, in the shower? Yeah, have to. Oh, yeah. It's a nice little pick-me-up. Oh, yeah. you got to. When you're getting ready, getting primed. The so new sponsor. Take a quick sixer in there. Take a sixer into the shower <laughs> if yeah. the party's not happening fast enough. That's right. Uh, so new sponsor, DPVR Sports. Yeah. Oilers stink. I'll fight you. <laughs> Let's do this. I wrote so, an article for the first time since June. June? Yeah. Dusting off the fingers. You fired the Ghost Rider and I got re- back yeah, in Yeah, I realized I forgot to do Goats <laughs> and Stars this year. Oh, I've yeah. done it every year since the site started. <laughs> and I just you got too excited? I, just, I don't know what I was doing <laughs> for a month. It'd be kind of funny to do it in December. Just start and pretend like nothing. Like, <laughs> I'll just come George- down and be like, Talbot's going to suck for the first five games, and I don't like what I'm seeing with Sekera's injury. Yeah, it could be like when George Costanza quit and then just pretended like nothing happened. Just showed up and like, just start writing them regularly in December. Like, I told you guys in September. <laughs> I've heard Larry David tell that real yeah, story. Yeah, that actually happened it's to Larry David. Larry David. Are we on right now? We were recording. Yeah, we're right? doing this. Okay. This is the show starting. Larry David essentially was a writer at Saturday Night Live. Wouldn't, wasn't getting his sketches on, so he went in. Blew everybody up, quit. Fuck you, fuck this, I'm out of here. And then the next day, he's like, oh my God, I made a horrible mistake. And then he just went back to, and sat there like nothing happened. <laughs> and they and just went with it? Nobody acknowledged it. What? It's the best. Have you guys been watching the new season of Curb? You guys, Curb? I know you're probably haven't been one yet. But I love Curb. Yeah, I'm I just, been, I'm, thank I'm, you. I'm, That's I'm, so nice. Just to assume I'm so detached. Well, I just know. I know you, you don't watch anything. That's so nice. <laughs> I've been. We've become close friends. Yeah, on this you've podcast. Like, you've, you've done me the honor of not having to be like, huh? What? I do know that like Larry David is a weird composite of Jerry Seinfeld and George. 
Yeah. And like George is like their alter ego kind yep. of, but Larry and Jerry are very, very yeah. similar. George Costanza, from what I understand, is Larry David on steroids. Like just a yeah. cranked up. Yeah. A lot of the situations George got into was what Larry got into in his real life. So yeah. you've been enjoying the new season of Curb? I haven't watched it yet. I'm oh, okay. Right. I'm, have I'm you been enjoying it? Let me I, talk yes. to you. So have you watched the new been. season of Curb? <laughs> and like honestly, within the first Ten seconds, like, oh yeah, this is Curb Your Enthusiasm. So we like, went it. off such a good show yeah, for like seven years, I right? And, and this is the first year they're bringing it back. Yeah. Netflix is like, get it over no, here, it's straight up on HBO. It's back. Oh, it's, it's back, fully back. Yeah, back. Like nothing has really changed. Just other like than the Larry fact, David going back into work at SNL. Yes. Other than like you could tell production has been ramped up just a little bit because it's weird how much even just TV technology has changed in seven years. Like the last season of Curb, everyone looks so weird, and it was seven years ago. Now, so weird. Do you mean like it looked like it was shot in a potato? Honestly, kinda. Yeah. yeah, and like 4K, I don't think was that big of a thing back then, so it just looks crystal There's clear. There's a fourth K? There is. <laughs> I was just as shocked as you. Now, when you, like, let's 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 just talk for a moment about how far TV technology has come. Because oh, there yes. are times where I'm like, this is so stupid. Like, when you see an ad for a better TV on your current TV, and it's like, can you imagine colors this bright? I'm like, yes, I am watching it on my TV. I can't imagine. <laughs> like, why would I need a new TV when it looks perfectly good on my old TV? But then you go back and you see, like, the 06 Cup run. Yeah. And it looks like the Oilers are playing on the surface of the sun. Yes. Because yeah. the ice is scaldingly bright. Yes. And you realize, like, oh, you know what? TV actually has come a long way. The first time I remember technology really jumping was when I thought, like, oh, VCR is fine. It looks fine. And then you me- I remember I saw, like, planes, trains, and automobiles on DVD. I'm like, this is unbelievable. Oh, yeah. John Hughes should have won an Oscar. It looks so clear. <laughs> is that the first movie you saw on DVD? I think it actually was, yeah. yeah. Planes, trains, and automobiles. Do you remember Bag Milk the first time you saw DVD? I remember clear as day because yes. it was. It was a sentinel moment. I got to think about it. I can't remember. Off the top of the dome? Well, let me yeah. tell you a story. Go ahead. My parents were like, yes, we've got some new technology. Mm. It's going to be unbelievable. And so you can go to the video rental place and rent a DVD. And it was like VHS selection, 18,000 square feet. DVD selection, three movies. And it, I got uh, Independence Day. Oh, oh that, that's a real first DVD. Oh, for man. We people, had like yeah. the really early home theater speakers, which looked like earbuds from Walkman's just like <laughs> taped to poles. But I could hear an explosion behind me. And I was like, it's the distant future. I can't remember that, but I can remember my first laser disc. Oh, Mission wow. Impossible. Which one? The first the one? The first one. Hell yeah. Wow. You and were, I also wow. have Friday on. Well, easy disc. rich. You had laser discs at your house? Easy yeah. there. You Flip st- disc over. Do you still have the laser disc? Like, does anyone listening still have a laser disc machine? Oh, no one's listening. <laughs> 100% my dad still kept that thing because, yeah? like you said, it probably cost. Five hundred dollars at the time. Movies whatever, probably more. Than, probably more than that, man. You're like whatever honest? it was. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I guarantee if I go to his house and I open up his TV chest, that thing is still sitting there, just primed and waiting yeah. for its day. I don't even know if it can hook up to his TV anymore. Probably <laughs> needs some special attachment or something. Oh, for sure. My dad picked beta over VHS. Oh. This is before like, I wasn't sentient or knowing what was going on, but like people would occasionally bring it up as we were older. Like, oh yeah, like when your dad picked beta and then like refused to get on the B- you, VHS. You got bullied because your dad picked no, beta? No, no, no. Okay. These were like friends of okay. people that were my dad's friends who were, I'd do something pig-headed and they okay. would be like, that reminds me of the old man. He was an idiot too <laughs> type thing. But he was like, nope, quality's better. You'll see. How often do you guys update your home theater, if at anything? Do you, do you guys know the name Bill Simmons? Mm-hmm. He's a writer in the States. His dad bought a package maybe like three months before the World Series in 2004. So like a big-ass TV, and he still uses it. Mm-hmm. And that was 13 years ago. Still going strong. How often do you spruce up the TV? When I was about 13, I got a Panasonic mini system. Do you remember those? Like they were like... 
What are you, a Rockefeller? Like, hey. just wheeling through with my laser discs and my mini TV. I worked at Radio Shack doing weird stocking. It's a very for old like, fashioned type of show. It right really now. is. All summer to afford that fucking mini system. And what'd you watch on them shits? Oh, no, this is just like one of the sound systems. Oh, wait a minute. Wow. What? And. That thing was hooked up to my TV until I was about... Oh, you're talking about... like the cube with the two detachable yes. speakers? Oh, yeah. You were rich. Yeah. That was good living, man. Oh, yeah. Bright silver. That thing was hooked up to my TV until I was about 24. Wow. That's a... Yeah. Got a good run out of your system. How long have you? How long have you? Had well, I used to get TV? mocked incessantly because I had a really scratch BlackBerry and didn't care, okay. and I would take photos of the TV <laughs> I had. <laughs> so... What was I? I was 18 years old. I started my first little company. I sold it for $5,000. I'm like, I'm the richest man on earth. Everybody get out of my way. And my parents literally said to me, do not go buy a giant television. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I won't. And I went with the Squire, Nation co-founder, into like the really ghetto visions on the south side. Because I had money, but not a lot of money. So I needed to stretch my money. And I wheeled in. I was just like, what's the biggest, heaviest TV you fuckers have in here? And that's when I got my little theater and stuff like that. But I liked it. Yeah. You know, it kept the house warm because it generated so much heat. We didn't need a furnace to ever turn on. It was an enormous picture that was, like, incorrectly sized for any modern digital thing. And we got to the point where I don't think we could plug a digital cable box into it. Oh, so you had you actually had to yeah. spruce up. And oh, so yeah. then I went away, and then he threw everything out in our house. And I came back, and he'd thrown out my good couch, which had spilled a lot of stuff on. My old <laughs> fucked-up coffee table, which I loved, and my old TV. New couch, new hipster coffee table and a flat screen with like lcds and shit mm. so, not giant rear projection that had to like go four feet to make a 70 inch picture his heart was in the right place but that is that's a little jarring i would say to, you're on assuming yeah. a trip and you came back and there was all new things yeah and i was it? like what happened to all my stuff and he was like i was entertaining a lady and i didn't want to look like 1997 <laughs> in here and i'm like you throw a whole living room set for a woman that is interesting i remember when we got our first tv at home that had a remote Really? Oh, man. Yeah. Remote? Where'd you live? The lost city of gold? Like, yeah. how rich were you? I was the remote for years. <laughs> and it was the best. I was just like, oh, Bang man. Go. go put it in channel three, because there's only two channels Oh, yeah. That point. Three, five, and 13. Those are my go-tos. Remember you'd hit you and be like, oh, starting at the bottom. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Do you remember when TV channels used to turn off? Like, at the end? be like, yeah. good night, everyone. We'll see yeah. you in six hours. Yeah. Yes. And then the national anthem would come on in the morning, and away you went. You can argue, like, if you've ever tried to watch TV in the middle of the night, the entertainment value of the test pattern is probably exceeding most shows <laughs> on from midnight till six. I find watching TV to be ultra frustrating because we never have the channels I want. The there's always a problem like, oh, you want to watch CTV? Oh, only Ontario, not locally. Sorry, you don't know who gets elected mayor. Go on Twitter. And on the rare occasion where you do have time to sit down, there's never any shows I want to watch. And now you can't fast forward live sports. We switched to TELUS. Shout out to TELUS. And I go to fast forward and it's like, oh, this has been disabled. Oh, has it? Tell us. Yeah, that, that's a little, they're trying to find a way to keep their advertisers happy, man. I suppose, and I think we can all identify with keeping advertisers happy more on that later, but at the same time, yeah. like, you will not watch sports live unless it's live. No, and right, that's Mesh? what I wanted to get to. Like, I, yeah. if if one of my teams is playing, I, I will never PVR and watch it later. There's just too many, it's like walking a tightrope. Too many people could say, hey, did you see this? Or just a text, like, there's so many alerts happening. Interesting. Sports to me, live or bust. I don't even like 
if someone hits rewind on the PVR just to see something, yeah. and they keep it back and don't jump live. So your biggest concern, tightrope walking, is that your phone's going to go off and send you an alert. Yeah, like if if wow. if you're out with Not your a gust of wind, or... if you're out with, with your buddies, <laughs> yeah. or just say in a group of people, most yeah. people know you like the Oilers, right? Of course. So they... people are going to go, "Hey, did you see this happen?" Bob? Yeah, right. Like that's that happens. If I can't watch a game live, it's because I'm doing something. If I'm doing something, it means I'm livid because I hate doing things. But I will like shield myself. I won't watch, you know, the phone goes in the pocket, nothing on the TV, you know, else. And then I'll go home, tell everyone in the house to shut up, and then I'll try and watch a game at like three-quarter speed, fast-forwarding until something good happens. Yeah, I can't do that. Bagmonk, how do you feel about PVRing sports? I don't do it either. Yeah, I, I got to tell you, I'm, I'm, I really need to do a better job of just unplugging from technology in general. I can't do what Wanya does where I'm just detached for two and a half hours. Mm. Something happens and it's just like, at this point, it's weird that it's a force of habit to pick your phone up and look at it. Mm-hmm. Is it like 160 times a day they say we do it? Probably. And I'm trying to get better at it too. Like I like really, pick it up am. more. 160 is <laughs> not yeah, enough. Like, fuck that. I'm going for 380, boy. <laughs> no, I can't do it. I, if... I've had so many things ruined by Twitter for me that I'm just like, alright, this is the world I now live in. Right. Like, we talked about a while ago, Big Brother. I found out who won that show a week before I finally saw the final episode because Twitter ruined it oh. for me, just like they always do, just like everything. Well, I should not even not to put all the blame on Twitter, but I remember a couple years ago I was watching the playoffs at, at a buddy's house, and he, again, he would like to PVR and skip commercials. So, of course, when someone scores in overtime, your phone blows up with, okay, well, I know something happened. I don't sure. necessarily know. So you're kind of waiting for that to for happen, me. right? Like my texts are like a live feed of anything good or bad happening. Mm-hmm. Like I've, I can't think of in the last six years when the Oilers have scored or fucked something up massively that one of the boys has been like, oh, 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 oh. Yeah, see, like, so that's yeah. that's my biggest problem. So I'll ask you guys. I have a wedding to go to on Saturday night. Your own? No, not quite. It's actually bag milk. We need like a sound effect (laughs) machine. Like like, like good radio. (laughs) So my baseball team, the New York Yankees, are potentially playing a game seven on Saturday night when two of my nearest and dearest friends are getting married. So my question is, how do I handle that? Do I just flat out watch the game at my table? This is during the dinner. Like the game. Do like the ads where you're like the guy secretly watching on your mobile device. Like. That yeah. is actually no one's very the true. wiser. Remember back in the day, you had like the little portable television with the radio, and you're like, yeah, oh yeah, go Yankees. You can do that now. Mobile device. Speak now or forever hold their fuck. Yeah, 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 yeah. smash something. Well, so first of all, who's getting your friends aren't Yankees fans? I do. They're not. No, like I'm going to be one of. There's going to be some sports fans or mostly Oilers fans that are mm-hmm. going to be there. So there'll be a handful of baseball fans. But mm-hmm. my fear is, as Gregor gave me the advice of saying, "We'll just turn your phone off, record, it, and watch it later." I'm like, well. There's a very good chance someone at the wedding is going to know I'm a Yankee fan and will say, hey, did you see this? Mm-hmm. So I don't want that to happen. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking my plan is just to keep alerts on my phone and then stream the last innings if I have to. Is that by because that by the time the last innings will come around? Yeah, it'll everyone will be on the dance floor. I'll be by myself. Well, and think about it this way. There's a chance that by the time the last innings roll around, the game's already over in score yeah. anyway. So then you exactly. get the credit for the big salad. You've that been is, si- That's a Seinfeld reference. There no you big go. Deal. But you've been sitting there the whole time, attentively watching. If it comes down to tense shit, bounce out yeah, to your car. That is true. Fake an asthma attack or something hard to prove. Like you threw your back out, then you go out in the car and you lay the seat back and you watch it, bring a couple wines out, however you like to get down. You're an expert, oh, man. Oh, I've avoided some shit in my day, Mash. I'll tell you what. Or you make a moment. You know what? I say take your phone out on the dance floor yeah. and you're just, you're dancing with yourself. You're giving her, you got the screen going. You're in the moment. But you're not in the moment. Yeah, you can tell it's like really 2017. Yeah, you can tell really 2017 lies. Like, what are you doing? I'm FaceTiming my auntie in Thunder Bay. And in reality, you're not FaceTiming your auntie. You're no. watching Mr. Judge catch balls at the warning track. What a reference! 
Holy cow, I'm trying man. to pay attention for the Yankees so we have common currency. I'm so proud of you. I'm trying, buddy. I don't know if I can watch. What's the show you want me to watch? Oh, Curb Your Enthusiasm. Yes. That's a good one. Good but I am song. watching baseball highlights, so I know how okay. your team's doing. There you go. What's What's the worst thing you guys have, or best thing you guys have had spoiled by not being able to watch live? Has it become close? Like, any close calls? Like, no one PVR'd the draft lottery, correct? No. Okay. No, 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 no. <laughs> but has there been, like, you mentioned Big Brother bag, Mel. Is there anything that else that jumps out that's just... I'm a bad spoiler, so yeah. I always, like, the poor squire always gets it, because I'll be like, oh, did you see the English patient? That's fucked up how he dies at the end. And he'll be like, dude, the movie came out, like, an hour ago, and you were the first guy in line to see it, and you ran home and just told me the ending. And I'll always do this move, like, oh, yeah, it's not the big reveal, though. I mean, shit. And he'll just <laughs> yeah. be like, no, I didn't want to watch that. So I don't generally have things ruined for me. I'm the ruiner. Ruiner? At least yeah. you own it, though. That's oh, yeah. the thing. Mm-hmm. I still feel bad that Big Brother got spoiled for you. Because you tried to do all your due diligence, right? You really did. I tried to do Talking my thing. this season? Yeah, this With season. our boy Josh? Yeah. 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 He's coming to the ranch, eh? Uh, what's uh, Captain Angry there? And the the missus were just at uh, Knoxville's at last Knoxville's, week. Knoxville's, were they? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I don't who's like- that? Uh, Cody and Jessica is their names. Cody it's a good nickname, though. I don't like when we bring in people to Knoxville's that I don't like in shows. Yeah, because they always do, right? They'll be like, we'll have a, like a biannual meeting <laughs> where they'll lay it out for the next two years and like bring in social media influencers, reality TV stars, and like people show up. It's fucked. It's wild. I can't imagine those two there, and like she's just like, I'm a concierge host, and he's like, I don't even want to be here. Like their relationship's gonna last minutes. That's all I could think of is there's no way that dude's having any fun at Knoxville's on a Wednesday night or whatever it was. Yeah, no, absolutely not. Whereas I feel like Josh at the ranch. He's going to milk this shit as hard as he can. Yeah, check out this meatball kind yeah, of thing. You know exactly. I mean? yeah, like on the mic. Like, yeah. yeah no, you mean. guys know I've never been to the ranch. Never Ever? once. Never, really? w- never once have I been to the ranch. Oh, I, I'll still swing through the ranch. Yeah, I went to the ranch occasionally. The, yeah. Like I took Gregor there once when I, I'll occasionally get Gregor out in the town and he'll abandon all of his responsibilities <laughs> and I'll try and steer him in the room that he's way too old and then just watch him calculate how old everybody is and then ruin his night. The ranch is a great place to go to do that. I've been to the ranch in a long time. Good memories there, though, man. We got greasy there. Yeah, good well, place. That was never, never hot for me. What was your like? I just turned eighteen. I'm, in, I'm going to go to the bar, bar. Cowboys, Cowboys. Oh, yeah. yeah, for you. Uh, Iron Horse was my jam. I hope. So now it's weird. What is it now? It's like MKT or something. It's Iron Horse. I don't give a shit who <laughs> went in there and made what sign. That is still Iron Horse. That is a landmark. I will tell people turn right at Iron Horse. <laughs> We went in there for dinner like probably two months ago, three months ago. Yeah. And I'm sitting there looking around. I'm like, this is so weird. There used to be a stripper pole over yeah. there. Yeah. And that was where my buddy fell down the stairs. I was just going like, to say, <laughs> I fell down those stairs numerous times. That was the best. Sir, can I get you a refill? No, damn it. That's where my friend <laughs> fell down the stairs. Like, Excuse yeah, me. Yeah. I'm about to throw myself down the stairs. Cowboys, that was a huge thing. When I was going to Nate, Thursday night at Cowboys with the 25 cent draft. And then you would roll into Nate, go to the nest for breakfast the next morning. Not awesome. even sleep. Nah, not even sleep. I never got to make it to Ezzy's. I was always too young. I was always like it just (sighs) Ezzy's like apparently stopped being. (laughs) Apparently, it stopped being like super fun like three months before I turned eighteen. Ezzy's used to be harder to get into than the Playboy Mansion. (laughs) Oh yeah, (laughs) like we would go there, and your boy Wanya doesn't wait in line for bars. I would pull some shady shit. I would be part of the janitor's union, whatever it took to get me in. But Ezzy's was like, Mm-mm. and then you go next door to the locker room. Yeah, I was going to say, I always got stuck in the locker room. And then I have to go talk to the manager of the locker room, and he was just sick and tired of people being asked to be let in through the back door to Ezzy's, but I just wear him down with pathetic begging, and then eventually he'd let you in. Like, Ezzy's back in the day was slamming. It was awesome. But it was a bit before my time. Okay. So I got there, and it was already, like, past its prime. Oh, okay. But there was still, I think it was Thursday nights, it was Nate night. 
And that's when it was a heavy, heavy party. One of the greatest things that ever happened to me in my bar career was when I had two buddies. One worked security I at just Cowboys. Had two mm. no. <laughs> one worked, yeah, win. <laughs> no, one worked security at Cowboys, and the other one was a bartender. So I got to go in through that VIP oh, door in yeah. the back. Yeah. Oh, the one and that I would meant just something. Yeah, and yeah. I was just laughing. Look at you, all you peons waiting in line. I'm just gonna stroll on through, and then the guy's like, "You can't come in here, but I know him over there." And he's like, okay. Sounds like that scene from, is it Wayne's World or Wayne's World 2? It's like, my girlfriend's back there. A lot of guys' girlfriends are back there. <laughs> when they can't meet Aerosmith, that's exactly what these bar scenarios sound like. I, I remember when I first started going to the bar, like, I didn't really have a good grasp of money, and I still really don't. And anytime I see, like, a big pile of money, my mind rounds up how much money is in there. And I remember getting into the VIP line, getting in the VIP door, because it still had a line, mm. just a shorter line. Yep. But everybody in line there was like a month in the calendar of Mr. Edmonton or the <laughs> Sunshine Girls or whatever. Everybody was somebody. But I got in and I looked at the amount of money that the coat check lady had in her tray. And I was just like, holy shit. This bar <laughs> is full of billionaires and everyone who works here is rich as hell because the coat check lady had so much dough. Turns out no one in that bar was probably rich as hell. Maybe some were, but I don't oh, think Oh, no, 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 no. Like bouncers at Cowboys would walk away with a grand something. Really? Oh, yeah, because people grease them to get in, right? That is true. If you work at a nightclub, at, like at the Pints and whatnot, we have a no-greasing policy, yeah. which I find to be abhorrent. I think everybody should be making money on the DL, and you can't bribe your way in, and it's really weird. Like, I don't know how you bribe a guy making 25 bucks an hour, how he's unbribable, but apparently, like, wow. he's, the doorman at the Pints, as you well know, Bag Milk, like, they're beyond anything. It's, it still blows my mind that, and I feel bad even now doing it, but there'll be a line sometimes at the Pint, yeah. and one of the boys will just point at me, yeah. and, and like, whoosh, oh, yeah. up you come, and I'm like... Oh, I'm so special. The best. I'm so good looking. The yes. best. This is Pardon how it works. Me. Just like head to toe nation gear. Yeah. Like, no big deal. That's all I own, really. Oh, yeah, me that too. Is true. It's starting to be a problem. The only person in this room not wearing nation gear. We got to fix that. Let's we get you get some you gear. Yeah, we need to get you I do need Editor in chief of the Nation Network, right there. I happen to know a guy. Yeah, me too. Uh, the Real Life Podcast has some news as we potentially have a new sponsor, correct? We're just on fire. Like, yeah. I segued to your idea earlier. You're it. back to me. We're six steps ahead. You I can't love it. Fast forward to PVR. <laughs> yeah. Something amazing shit is happening, boys. Tell us. We haven't heard anything about yeah, it. Yeah, this is honestly brand new. Oh, I know. I like to give breaking news on the air and accidentally maybe use your real names. <laughs> so our friends at Finning, love them to death, 1.4 million parts, have a meeting with the nation sales team. And they say, we love everything you're doing, except you're not getting enough exposure in Vancouver. And Finning, is Western it Canada. because I talk too much crap about Canucks Army? That's right. Is you why? haven't let the Grizzlies go. Okay. And you need to. <laughs> You're oh. turning off the city of Vancouver. Shout out to Big Country. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's still. He's still. He's still with us in spirit. He's like Harambe about. I'm trying to get a point out. <laughs> Stop throwing up softballs with Harambe. Even though I brought him up. And so they want some more BC exposure. So they're staying with the nation. They're going to shift more online. We're not going to see as much in Alberta. The people in BC are going to get their. BC thing. needs parts. They need all the parts. All the parts. Because those hippies out there aren't doing nothing. They're just no. sitting around with no parts. Hardworking Alberta folk are out buying them ten to one. So. We've been looking for a new advertiser. And in fact, we're going to switch to three advertisers now. We're going to be more of a com, uh, consumer durable. So like things you can buy, like not an excavator for $4 billion, although there's a wonderful market for them, but more like things that we like and we use. That's kind of what we're pitching. So we're having this meeting and we're like, oh, but, you know, what do you like? And I'm like, I don't know, jam. And they're like, no, you don't like jam. And no one's going to sponsor this from a jam company. And then a company reached out to us, Madge, which never really? happens. We have to contact everybody 800 times. They tell us to fuck off for four years in a row. These guys reached out to us and they said, hey, we listened to that podcast. Yeah. Whoa. This one, man. They said it? Yeah. They could be listening right now. 
In theory, yes, they could be. Well, not live. See, it's a mind fuck. This isn't live. It's probably good because I just said a swear word. Anyways, <laughs> so what are they, Maj? They're a booze company. Are they? Yeah, That's, Hanson's Distillery. That is right up all of our They're a, right now. It's Edmonton, like they knew. Yeah, it's an Edmonton booze maker. And so the boys go out, the two sales guys go out, uh, Noopsie and uh, Mandy's. And I'm at Little Brick doing my thing, and they come back like two hours later in an Uber. Just, I was going to say, just Greece. <laughs> and I was like, why are you in an Uber? And they were like, oh, uh, and they're like slurring their words and like eyeing girls in the cab. I'm like, you guys are drunk. You're you're three drunks. Your drink's drunk. I can tell right now. And they're like, you won't even believe what happened. We went out to that Hanson's distillery. It's an actual liquor distillery. They're making alcohol all around us. Whoa. And they just, I guess, laid out shots of straight booze. And the boys were sipping like bootleg <laughs> fireballs and vodkas in the middle of the day and whatnot. So... I don't know how far along the storyline I'm allowed to go, but they're not here to tell me not to. We're making our own vodka. We're making oh, Nation boy. Vodka because oh. our 10th anniversary is in November, which makes the Nuge eight. <laughs> and we're going to have our own Nation Vodka. So we're going to work out what brands we're going to be promoting and stuff. Okay. They're going to give us booze to try. Oh, boy. I know. I'm like, what would rye taste like? I don't know. Oh, what's that? Fireball? But yeah, so Hanson's Distillery is starting out right away, and then we got a couple other people apparently lined up on deck, so now we're going to have to be like shouting out brands and like everything's paid content, rather than talking about PVRs, we're going to have to be talking about dog washing or some damn thing, but uh, yeah, so. Shout out to Hanson's Distillery, I'm looking forward to Yeah, this. thanks for getting the boys liquored up in the middle of the day, and we'll see what's going on with that. So, And thank you to Finney, right? Yes, they they yeah. were really good to take a chance on a show that had no... Uh, sales or no downloads, and now we're doing really good. What Literally no downloads. None. Like, they started before you guys started. Yeah. And the boys went out and sold them, and they were like, we like Gregor, we like Strudwick, we don't know what Awanye is, nor do we care. <laughs> and I was like, perfect, we're just going to let them come in here, get comfortable, boot them out, take over, quadruple the ratings, and then sign on with a booze company. Bingo, bango, bum. It's like we planned this all along. In it's fact, like- we do not. We, the tail wags the dog, and we just hold on for dear life. Either way, I'm, I'm looking forward to Shout out to Hanson's Distillery. Tell yeah. you what, this first half has been all over the place. All over the place. Let's recap. Yeah. And how about let's talk about a professional hockey team. Okay. You guys want to do that? You have to be ours. Specific one you want to discuss? <laughs> no. You son of a bitch. After the break. <laughs> we'll get into this. It's late, and you just finished a full day of work. Your equipment is done for the day, and tomorrow bright and early, you start all over again. You know what you need to keep it running smoothly. But there's not a break in the schedule to make that happen. With over 1.4 million cat parts at your fingertips on parts.cat.com, getting that part just became easier. Any device, anytime, anywhere. Get what you need, when you need it. Order today. Parts.cat.com Where do you even want to begin with what's going on? You know what it looks like? The boys have no confidence. It reminds me of something very near and dear to me which was trying to pick up chicks in high school. It was like you had an idea of what you wanted to accomplish, but you don't really have any idea of how to get it done. And that's what the weathers look like right now. They've got the idea. The execution needs work. What did you make of that uh, Carolina game? Oh, I got so into it that I wrote my first article since God knows when, but don't know how to post on the new back end and had to email it to Bag Milk, which makes me feel <laughs> quite stupid. And I keep refusing to actually figure it. The tagging is the problem. I can't get the tagging down. I know you're mm. a tagging expert. And I don't want to embarrass myself. The actual game, here's the thing. I'm going to quote myself. Go ahead. Do you want to be the guy in 1981 who's like sitting at Goose Loonies with your flared <laughs> jeans and your denim jacket and like your sweet perm or whatever you're rocking? You're like, that fucking Gretzky's gone stone cold. Doesn't he understand it's 1981? He needs to pick his shit up. Do you want to be the 
Penguins fan in pick your year, 2011, 2012, who's just going to diss Crosby every four games he takes off for this, that, and the other? Is the team off to a good start? No. I saw a guy tweet at me, the Oilers are overrated. Gretzky's only here for the money, and Connor's given up. It's game five. <laughs> There's a lot going on in that tweet. Yeah, that's a, a big lot. Tweet. I don't want to read this shit. He must shit. have the 280 characters. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got yeah. that l- premium. I don't want to read this shit. They're five games in. The season we all know is way too long, but it also buys you like a month you can write off every year. Any chance you uh, dove into the comments on The Nation at all? Oh, yeah. McDavid's getting traded. Oh, really? McClellan's getting Fired. fired. Like it's amazing. We're like Wanya said. We're five games in. Horrible start. Yeah. Like I said, that there's they're having execution problems. I'm not worried about it yet. I'm not slapping the panic button. No, and anyone can entertain themselves however they see fit. Like we've got ourselves through a decade of garbage, obviously, and still found a way to chirp them through the seasons and entertain. If you get enjoy sitting in the stands or sitting at home with your unfast forwardable TV. <laughs> <laughs> and getting super pissed off because game five. Did you see the video that we put up on the nation of the outsider information? Oh, yes. My boy Kent? Yes. Oh, my God. Hilarious. That was so funny, well. right? It's like, there's never been a team eliminated after three games until now. We are fucked. I <laughs> laughed so hard. Just right? the dry delivery was pretty good. Oh, yeah, and that's how he talks, <laughs> too. He's <laughs> awesome. But if you haven't watched that, give it a watch. Like, his breakdown of the Connor McDavid goal oh. <laughs> with Mike Chernick top cough and shit. Complete with drawings and illustrations. Oh, man. It is Fantastic. the kind of crappy I can get behind. But it, what do you think, Matt? Are, it, you, are you stressed about this No, story? because I, I kind of said it on a preview show. Like, a lot of things went right for this team last year, and it's almost like their number one defenseman's not playing right now. Like there's things you could point to that maybe Andre Sekera is more important than we thought he was going to be mm-hmm. to this team. And Cam Talbot, you know, hasn't been that great so far through through the starts he's played. Leon Dreisaitl missing some time. That obviously hurt this team. I think just, I don't know if the team feels right, but I think, dude, a lot of fans maybe forget how kind of even difficult last year was. Like, it all wasn't all sunshine and rainbows last yeah. year for this team. I think they had three three-game losing streaks last year and one four-game, so, I mean, it happens. Tom McClellan put it really interestingly the other day in his presser after practice where he said, listen, if this was happening in January, this losing streak would suck, but people wouldn't care nearly as much because it's January, mm-hmm. not October. Mm-hmm. Things get magnified in October, and that's we got New Jerseys to sell, exactly, right? <laughs> exactly. This is some bullshit. Yeah. Trends revert to the mean. Right, and Everything you might get too far down or too far up, and you'll be snapped back into place. Like, what do you think that the Las Vegas team is going to continue at their five and one clip, and the Oilers are going to go one and four? Do you think New Jersey's going to like? I know they're yeah. in a different conference, but do you think some of those teams are going to? You think twenty year old Connor, who just won a friggin' Art Ross, is going to pilot the thirty first power play in the league? Things will revert back to the mean, but also spazzy Oilers fans will revert back to the mean of being spazzy Oilers fans, right? Like, I don't want to be the guy that's sitting there on Twitter after the Oilers win a cup, and I look, and the first thing I see is like, well, yeah, but how are we going to sign our? Seven? D now that he has the cup ring. <laughs> and like the fucking guy engraving the cups, like, I haven't even got the word Oilers written yet. And you nitwits have already written them off for next year. I'm going to enjoy myself. You know what I mean? Like, I still have my 2010 Taylor Hall draft day shirt that I wear, that I bought at a screaming good deal at a prospects game. And like, I'm from that era. Yeah. I'm from the Great Depression of hockey. So I'm sorry if I watch Connor McDavid wheeling around and a Yamamoto doing his thing and don't think this is the end of days. I've seen the end of days. These are not them. You know what is also a point I think should be brought up is as frustrated as Oiler fans are, and you mentioned it, how pissed off do you think Connor McDavid is right now? Oh, he's got to be so mad that he's, that, and that's what I love about that kid, right? Yeah. Nobody's more angry than him. No. Yeah, no one. I don't even think it's really close. I think everyone on the team is clearly pissed off, but I think he doesn't like losing. It's not fun to be around super competitive people. 
Because nobody who's super competitive wins all the time. Doesn't matter who you are. Yeah. I think a guy like Connor would just be insufferable to be around. He'd be like, listen here, man, I got five points in five games and everyone's calling me a piece of shit. What have you done? And you're like, oh, yeah, uh, what, uh. <laughs> like, who's going to have a snappy comeback to Connor McDavid when he calls you out? So uh, clearly not, obviously, the start, but I think we're all in agreement. They will eventually turn yeah. the ship around and get back to get back to their winning ways at some point. Here's the thing that people don't really recognize. First of all, to answer your question, yes, they're going to get back to their winning ways. Last season, they had a great start, but their scoring bought them out of a lot of problems early on in the season. They were winning games like 6-5 and like 7-4 and stuff. That's happening now. They're just not getting those seven goals right now. Plus, their shooting percentage is like 3.5% or something like that. That's ridiculous. Revert to the mean. The other day, a porno bot liked this Instagram photo of mine nice. from 2013. Mm. And Do you have that on Twitter where like the last phase of a good tweet is like porno bots liking it yeah. and retweeting it and stuff? Yeah. That's when you know it's like the final shockwave of the earthquake. But it reminds you of sometimes that, that was a good tweet. Oh, yeah. 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 And uh, that's when the playoffs weren't over for me as long as I'm still getting <laughs> likes from weird accounts. And occasionally, I'll fall for it and be like, who's this foxy lady? Oh, my God. I got Tricked by a porn bot again. But My phone is exploding. It yeah, has a virus. Yeah. Oh, okay, I have a virus. Perfect. But I got a like on an old photo, and it was like a, I think it's like the only black and white photo I'd ever done on Instagram because I couldn't get the filters to work right. But it was Yak skating onto the ice with hats on the ice, and it was like, here's to a ripping 2013. Those are bad times when you're like, hmm, perhaps this player who has failed me at every turn is now going to turn into an absolute Adonis, right? These aren't bad times. Do you think these people actually mean trade Connor McDavid, or are they just trolling? I don't know, man. I don't. I, how much time we got? Uh, as much as we can. Rob McLean, grapes about to go on a rant. <laughs> because I, I agree with you. I think the way that things are now, you the last couple years on social media, you don't know who's yeah. serious or not. That's a very good point. You know what's happening, boys? Straight up, and there's a little bit more of a macro trend than just what we're talking about. We've hit peak social media. I think it's fair to say. I think when we graph social media, when we look back at this with historians in 100 years from our base on Saturn, I think 2017, we're getting into the swan song of not people abandoning social media altogether, but arguably for the last five years, social media has been the end sync of its era where everyone's just dancing to the hits. You can't have a thought in your head without thinking about Lance Bass or JT. Not talking from personal experience, but now I think what's going on is like so many people are getting shamed. So many people are getting trolled. So many people, Trump has taken over Twitter and made it into an insanity machine. Like I go on Twitter, I don't know you boys, it's half Oilers and half crazy shit I don't want to read because I don't believe most of it. And the stuff I do believe is too depressing to contemplate. So are people really wanting to trade Conor McDavid? I don't know, man, but I think there's a lot of people are starting to get sick of reading the same nonsense from trolly folk. Totally. Right. Trolley Folk is a great band name, by the way. Oh, that would be a great Trolley brand Folk. Opening tonight, Trolley Folk. That is yeah. wonderful. Yeah. No, I, I think you're right. Uh, this past week, one of my favorite comedians on Twitter, you guys follow Joe Mandy? Mm-hmm. Bounced. Yeah, he basically, he wrote a really good piece, basically, kind of summing up what Juan A.J. said. Like, Twitter kind of used to be fun, and it still is. It still can be fun. Like, on a good night, Twitter's fun. Basically, he basically said, like, until they fix this, I'm away. And it sucks. I already miss his random retweets and mm. his random stuff on there. But I think peak social media... I think it's fair to say. What what was the peak? Trump. Was it the U.S. election? I that was, think it was. That was. I think the U.S. election and now um, just the amount of, like, we don't want to talk about politics, but, you know, what's funny about fake news as a term is it does encapsulate a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. And there is a lot of fake news out there, mm-hmm. right? And, like, I'm not smart enough to look at a source and decide if, like, The Guardian is legit or not. Right? We always see, ever see Guardian articles? I'm yeah. like, is this fake, real? What the fuck's going on? I don't know. 
If I'm going to read it, I'm going to believe it to be true. I was raised on the Edmonton Journal. There were no fake news in there. But I think now it's just getting too hard to tell. And when a presidential election is like hanging in the balance and stuff like that, I don't even think Zuckerberg in his Harvard dorm room contemplated like the nth extrapolation no. of what Facebook no. could turn into and shit. So I think we're going to start reining things in. And I think that things aren't going to be necessarily as like freewheeling as they once were. And you can't just go on there and say whatever the fuck you want. But how do you rein it in? Though? Well, who sued? Was it McKenzie or Brian Burke? Brian Burke, Brian Burke. sued people, right? Yep. Yep. I think you're going to have one landmark case. That'll be it. Where uh, trolley troll 0405 told Brianna to go fuck herself or something and ends up having to do a year in the slammer or something. I don't know. Like, because you do have yeah. a right for free speech. Yeah, absolutely. And trollism doesn't violate free speech. But maybe there's going to start, maybe there's a technology fix. Right? Who knows? It was funny reading that article that that comedian wrote mm-hmm. because I had like a very similar experience, right? Like I don't get trolled because I am a troll. And when <laughs> someone trolls me, it takes a troll to know a troll. Mm-hmm. And generally me and my trolls end up becoming best friends. But when he's saying like when you first signed on to Twitter, you actually made friends. Like yeah. I have, and you do too, Bag Milk, like legit friends. I met on social media, met on the nation. Yeah. Now you run into him in real life. You're like, hey, how you doing? All of us wouldn't yeah. know each other were it not for. But we all were aware of who each other were. And, you know, like I know exactly yep. what you're trying to say. Yeah. Like, yeah. I've met some very good people. But then the media. last half of Twitter is mostly war <laughs> for yep. a lot of people, right? Yep. War where they're telling people off, they're getting told off, they're getting, you know, all sorts of horrible shit happening. And I think in the long run, like people don't want that. No. Why would you want it? Yeah. Like, really, why would you? Imagine how hard it must be to be a little kid these days. Like, do you remember back in the day when, like, the school bully would, like, come up to your recess and try some shit and then you had to fight or whatever it was? But now they can just, like, go on your wall and lip you off and tag whoever the... What in the fuck? They can find your parents on Twitter and make fun of them on Twitter. Like, look what your mom or dad just tweeted. Like, it's it's a whole new... Like, it's... If any of my little, poor little obese nephew, God, he's round, poor little guy. But anyways, if any of his little friends want to step up and have a Twitter war or a flame war, so of course it won't be Twitter, though. They'll be like, ooh, Twitter, yeah. that's the laser disc of its day. You don't have cybernet. You don't mainline data directly into your brain. What is going to be the next app? Like, I'm sure that's what a lot of people are trying to figure out right now. Like, yeah. do you remember when, what was, uh, Tout? That mm-hmm. was like a three-second video thing that took off for a while. Mm-hmm. Vine had a nice run. Vine had a good run. I still don't understand why Vine went away. Didn't it just get bought by someone? No, no, it got closed down. Just straight closed shut- down. Man, there were some good vines. There was a lot of really creative people on Vine. Yeah. And that's the sad part about those things is like the really creative people that are using them properly and using them for fun and as a, as an outlet to be creative. Sure. Those are the ones that miss out. And that's where I, I get bummed out about things like Vine closing because there was some hilarious shit yep. in a six seconds. But- Realistically, Insta Stories has sort of stepped into that void, and you can watch funny shit on Insta Stories. I think what's going to continue to happen is these things are going to follow a pattern. So Facebook comes out. Very exciting. Hello. Yes. Hello. And then it's like gradually seceded to your auntie and your other auntie commenting on photos from three years ago. Being like, you look so nice. Why don't you have a girlfriend? Right. (laughs) Then you go to Instagram. And Instagram was wild. And you could be, doesn't have to be your real name, which is a nice non-Facebook thing. And you could be whoever the hell you want. And slowly that's become your auntie being like, oh, found you on Instagram. Me and Merle just signed up. Look at our photos of our dogs. He, he, he. A shared Instagram account by your aunt and uncle. Oh, yeah. My mom just followed me on Instagram. It's the end of days. And I said, listen, you're not going to enjoy this. No. (laughs) I post a lot of pictures of garbage. Yeah. A lot of pictures of hockey things Mm -hmm. and uh, boners when the Oilers do good things. Sure. And you're not going to like it. No. And she doesn't understand it. But now, don't you feel, like, quasi-vulnerable knowing that your mom, no. Mama Bag Mills, checking out the... It's the same thing I said to my grandma when she was my, became my friend on Facebook. Bless her heart. That's so nice. She's the best. Shout out to my grandma. Love yeah. her very much. Is grandma Bag Milk. 
Of course she's listening. Okay. Grandma, I know For real? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> but when she became my friend on Facebook, yeah. I said, Grandma, listen, anything I post there, that's just my personality. You know I'm an idiot. Yeah. You helped raise this idiot. Yeah. Partly your fault. Sure. And she kind of gets it. Oh, so, man. If back in the day my grandma had been on Facebook, it would have been so funny. Because she just, grandma's on Facebook. Like, everyone's a deer. Yep. Hey? Yep. And they just want to see baby photos. And if you haven't had a baby, where's your baby? And if somebody else has a photo, and there's like only three comments a grandma will make. It's like, they're so big now. Don't you look fantastic? <laughs> and can't wait to catch up, right? Oh. My mom ends all her comments on Facebook with love mom. Oh, that's as, nice. yeah. as if I don't know who she is, yeah. it's the best. My her mom name will, and her picture is yeah, right yeah. there. My mom will text me and the text starts with like a date and like proper letter formatting like dear son, September 16th, 2017 and it ends like cordially. Like I know it's from you mom, I can see your phone number. It's kind of like what similar but not quite the same as when someone calls you and says, "Hey, it's so and so." Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I know. Let's get to the point. Did do you, you do you have people like that? Yeah, have you heard the latest Seinfeld? I think Hammer who's in an interview with how Maddie gets when someone says hello with a question mark at the end. <laughs> no. She's like, I'll answer the phone, the other person will be like, Hello? And they'll be like, Why is there a question mark at the end? <laughs> I can say hello. I don't know who's phoning. You phone me. Where's the question in this? Yeah. Did you watch his new stand up on uh, Netflix? Uh, was that in it? Was that uh, bit I just butchered in it? I think he was doing know. promotion for it. But he's got this really interesting bit, and I'm not gonna blow it, but he said it's about let sports. Twitter ruin it for you. Yeah. It's about sports, where he says you don't care about the people on the team; you care about the clothes they're wearing. And I thought it was hilarious because he's like, "Tell me, do you still care about the players as much when they've been traded off your team? No, you don't, because they're not wearing the clothes you like. And that's all sports is. And I just died laughing. It's so funny. No, I think that's because that doc, I haven't seen that doc, but it's kind of his coming of age, right? Yeah. Him working. I think yep. that that was one of the intros. Well, that's right. On it's like jokes he didn't do, or he wrote when he was blowing up, or something, yep. right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that in one of those episodes of Seinfeld, it starts with, we won. No, we didn't win. They won. You watched wearing like their clothes. And it's kind of true. See, I think we're the wrong guys. Like, we're not the casual sports fan. Like, if Ryan Smith right now was like, I need a kidney, out mine would come. You can have it, Ryan. Retired. I will love that man more than I could probably love most of my girlfriends. I offered Leon Dreisaitl my eyeball. The other but he's day, active. Like, will you mm. care when he's 27 years retired? Maybe. I think you will. Probably. Like, we deep, deep attach. When Gregor introduced me to Smitty at a Moose Jaw, at a, at a Warriors game, I thought my mind was going to explode <laughs> through my head. My plan was to look at him from afar, yeah. leave him be, yeah. and then Gregor calls me over and he's like, Smitty, you got to meet these guys. They're huge fans. And I'm like, oh my God, I love you. I love the clothes you wear. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much all I, I can say. I love your hair. What? I don't know. You are. I have an Oilers Nation hoodie with Ryan Smith's signature on it, and it's one of my most prized possessions. Wow. And this gets back to what we talked about like a long time ago, and that is like the value of having heroes, right? The value of having people that you do care about. It's easy for Seinfeld. I love Seinfeld. He's the greatest comic of all time, but I don't like the blase, nothing matters approach to the, like the Larry David stuff and the Seinfeld, like, eh, and then you're dead, right? Like, yeah. you, you need to, obviously, I'm the most biased person ever to talk about this, but like, you need to pump yourself up about shit. Yeah. You got to get excited about stuff. It's important to get excited about stuff. It makes life worth living. And if you sit around, and you're like, eh, I'm existential. What's the point of anything? Like, congratulations. Your heart meter is going to be at one beat per year, your entire life. And fuck off. I think listening to you say that, I finally understand the plot of Blade Runner 2049. <laughs> I think that's what separates us from the robots. What is on getting Earth? excited? Oh, yes. Is getting excited because it is true. It's true. It's what separates us from the animals. It's true. When I look back at like the decade of darkness, and I was going through some old articles the other day because I don't know any girls, and 
I was like, you know, it's funny the shit we got excited about. Because you look back now, you're like, wow, that's like a hot mess. Like, I can remember pumping myself up about Eric Cole. I was fired up about uh, Ben Eager. Yeah. Oh, they added some toughness to the bottom of the lineup, oh, boy. Big time. Ben Eager and Darcy Hornichuk, watch out. <laughs> Me and Willis getting together for our three-part extravaganza on Gilbert Brule when we worked together. Aquaman and a woman without gills from two different worlds <laughs> collaborating on content so compelling. We're like, I think we need a third part to this thing. It was just supposed to be a two-parter because we loved Gilbert Brule so much. We were sure he was going to turn it around. And that thing happened with U2, and he picked him up on the side of the road, and I was like, we're going to win the cup for sure. It's really important that you feel like that otherwise what the fuck's the point what's the point of coming to camp as a fan and being like well huh is it 27th or 28th and that's what we had for yeah. a decade so you have to make your own fun and it's important as we wa- wrap this up are we Go wrapping on. what time what time is it 52 long enough, long enough. yeah uh Wani, did you get long it? enough that's the name of my sex tape bag <laughs> featuring what was that uh trolley folks <laughs> trolley gonna- folks uh, did you get a ticket this week? Uh, no, 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 no. Ran a clean game, clean game this week, boys. Because of your ticket, yeah, I've been like always looking over my shoulder. Oh yeah. Anytime I want to text at a red light or something, yeah. I know I'm not supposed to do it. Blah blah blah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But now I'm like, wait a minute. I got the Pet Shop Boys on. I need <laughs> Were you f- listening to Pet Shop Boys? I was after, because you know what? You it's got them good, in my man. head. It's good, hey? It had been a hot minute since oh, I put some Pet West Shop End Boys West End Girls on. is a track. That's like next week I'm going to Depeche Mode, and I am super pumped. So Depeche Mode. What are the hot tracks I'm trying to think? Them and Pet Shop Boys, to me, are the same band. Uh, which makes... Personal Jesus? Amazing song. That's right? a very good yeah. song. You guys heard Johnny Cash's version of Personal Jesus? No. No. It's a good one. It was on one of his later albums that he worked with Rick Rubin. Bless him. Oh, really? And they redid that. They did. It's pretty good. So you haven't. So you didn't get a ticket either this week. No ticket for me. No ticket. Clean sheet. tickets. I did not get a ticket. Nothing. No. Hey, did you listen to Pet Shop Boys? I didn't know. But I why? Mean, uh, what do you got to yeah. do that's so much important? Run all these radio shows and be a productive member of society. Congratulations. I, I like to listen to some Pet Shop Boys tonight. Because this is this. We've gone all over the place. You got a lady, don't you, Mash? I do. All right. So. Here's some great A advice for you. Here's Pet what Shop you Boys? do. No, no. You close with Pet Shop Boys. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Okay. What you do is you scroll around aimlessly on the best of the 80s looking for a jam you can connect to, purposefully picking some crap like 99 Luft balloons, right? And How then dare when, you? Why, you like that track? It's a great jam. The English version or the German version? Uh, please say German. Please say German. Please say German. I, please I like the German. German. Yeah, so the like, German I mean, one's like, good. It's just the English subtitle. And one. like uh, my pop punk phase, like Goldfinger, Goldfinger did yes. a, a cover version of it. Oh. I connect with uh, Goldfinger, 99 like Luft the, balloons. Like the... What? Like the James Bond movie, but the band form. Oh, hello. I was going to say Austin Powers, but that's Golden Member. So hold on, rewinding back. So you, you, you fuck around with some terrible lady songs, and then Mrs. Mash is like, have you lost your taste? You used to be a taste maker. Then you close ah. with some Pet Shop Boys, <laughs> saving the day, and thus making your night. Saving the best for last. Yeah, got I, I like that's it. That's also my sex team. I like it. Mine would be called Sorry to Disappoint. <laughs> Dozens and dozens served. Yes. Yeah. A bagged milk story. All right. Well, good show. This was fun. Fellas. Hanson's Distillery. Yes. Yeah, shout out to Hanson. Shout out to the sponsors. And thanks Welcome. again to Finning. Nation. They, thanks, they have Finning. A, yeah. They have a lot more parts, actually. And they will continue to have 1.4 yes. million, million parts long after we go into the sunset and they go into the rich BC market and advertise on Canucks Army Radio. Enjoy. That's your- who got them, by the way. So, Canucks Army Podcast. We're coming for you. We have booze now, too. Mm. We're all liquored up. No one's harder to deal with than drunk Edmontonians. Enjoy your parts, BC. We'll be drunk over here podcasting. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? 
Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.